0: This episode of Art of the Kickstart is sponsored by Backerkit. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. Plus, if you want to create and send surveys, offer add-ons and pledge upgrades, or begin accepting pre-orders, Backerkit makes it simple. Over 2,000 projects and 4 million backers have used Backerkit, including many of the projects featured on Art of the Kickstart. Ready to try Backerkit? Visit backerkit.com and sign up today. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top full-service crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped raise over $70 million for our clients since 2010. Each week I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by The Gadget Flow, a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. The Gadget Flow is the ultimate buyer's guide for cool luxury gadgets and creative gifts. To learn more, visit thegadgetflow.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today is a very special episode. I am joined by Kirsten Ross. Kirsten, thank you so much for joining us on Art of the Kickstart.
1: Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. So I know we've done uh, podcasts before, a little background information on Kirsten. She is a crowdfunding advisor and a very good one at that. She is host of Crowdfunding Uncut, another podcast that kicks butt in the crowdfunding industry. You've helped raise millions of dollars. You've worked with some awesome clients. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you ended up getting into crowdfunding. Yeah.
1: How far back do you want me to go?
0: as far back as time
1: well november 16th 1986 the day i was born i'm kidding (laughs)
0: uh
1: (laughs) no people like they find out what i do now and they think wow that's a bit of a tangent because i'm actually a biochemistry undergrad and in university i got recruited by a franchise to run a student house painting business in ottawa uh ottawa canada and I ended up realizing uh, after three years of running a franchise that I was really passionate about business sales and marketing. And because I was a really successful uh, franchise operator, I actually stepped into becoming a startup advisor with them. So I worked across Canada helping new business owners launch from scratch to doing over five or six figures in a six-month period with offline businesses. and. After traveling the world for a bit, finding myself after reading the four hour work week, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I was really good at consulting and I really loved helping startups launch businesses, but I didn't really figure out how I could make that work. And so, after I wasn't a niche into crowdfunding for a bit, but after two or three years of freelance consulting, of helping startups just doing anything sales related, I moved back, I was living in the UK at the time, and I moved back to Toronto, and about a week after I moved back here, I went went to a networking event where the founder of the first uh, Indiegogo campaign I was on was in the room, and he's like, oh, it's really cool what you do, you know, you seem to understand the digital space a bit, and I have this really cool idea for a product, and I want to launch it on Kickstarter, but I don't know anything about Kickstarter, and I was like, neither do I, but let's, like, partner up and figure this out, because how hard can it be? And we ended up partnering up on it, spending two months prepping for a launch, making all the classic mistakes. And that time we launched, we ended up flopping on the first campaign. We had a goal of $50,000 and we only raised $17,000. And to everyone, it looked like we failed and we really did. Like in crowdfunding terms, you can't do anything with $17,000 considering we needed that capital to go to manufacturing. So, left with no other options because angel investors are not keen to give you money when you show that you can't sell something. We're like, okay, well, what can we do? We really want to bring this thing to life. And so we decided to re strategize and fix nearly everything. And we relaunched that same product two months later on Indiegogo and ended up raising $600,000 with it. And when people locally were like, what did you do? Like, how did you go from 17000 to $600,000? Like, tell me. About it. So I got a couple of speaking gigs from it, and in the audience of one of the gigs was Taplock, which was my second campaign. And they're like, you know, can can you do this for us? We need help with crowdfunding. And so I ended up working with another few creators and having really successful campaigns. Like I've I've done no less than 150,000 to date for campaigns that have ended, and uh, it's been a really awesome last 18 months. And here we are.
0: Awesome background. What do you think are the biggest benefits to crowd that crowdfunding offers to creators? You know, obviously in back in the day they had so many different options to launch product out there, usually just through PR or you know some weird event. You know, what do you think crowdfunding nowadays offers creators that they didn't have seven to ten years ago?
1: I think it gives them a platform for validating their idea and getting real customer feedback. I mean, if done properly, you know, you do have to launch and make sure that you have a few initial backers of your own before you can be discoverable on Kickstarter and whatnot. But once you have the traffic in the audience, it gives you a place to create a business. So not only is it validating your idea, you know, your baby that you've been dreaming of for a long time, it allows you capital to bring it to market, but it's also your go to market strategy. Like if you want the freedom to be able to quit your job, and run an e-commerce business from anywhere in the world, and you have a great product behind you. That's exactly what crowdfunding lets you do.
0: Absolutely. So, what do you what do you believe makes a good uh, a product a good fit for crowdfunding? I know this is something that we always toss back and forth in terms of whether or not something would be good fits for reward based crowdfunding, even equity crowdfunding these days. But on the product side, what do you think is you know kind of that checklist that you look for when you're taking on a client? It makes it a good fit for crowdfunding in general.
1: It can't be. You ever heard the term, the me too products, like something that just looks like a cheap knockoff of something that's already been done on the market. Right. Those make terrible products. So what you're looking for is something that is truly innovative or and has never been done before. Or if you are launching something that has been done before, don't try, like to say you're trying to do another version of Scully, which is the super deluxe motorcycle helmet. Don't look to copy their campaign and do it better. What you're looking to do is see if you can fill a niche that, and a need that maybe they didn't, and what are some features that you could focus on to be better and make your product truly different. Because when you're pitching this to press, you really have to show why it's something new and innovative and that they should care about as well. And so that's what I look for is something truly different, truly unique and has a it fills a need in the market that people are really hungry for and that they'll pay for.
0: Absolutely. So when a potential client comes to you and says, Kirsten, we're thinking about launching a crowdfunding campaign, which platform do we launch on Kickstarter or Indiegogo? What do you what do you tell them?
1: Oh, you had to ask this question.
0: Yeah, Um, you know, because we both get it, right? (laughs) I think it's only fair, you know, to get additional insight Uh, on it.
1: I know. I believe that it depends on so many different things. Like, I've run majority of my campaigns on Indiegogo. I love the level of support that they give you. Like, Kickstarter has the benefit of a huge audience, big platform. And that is the Kleenex brand of the industry. And when you say I'm launching on Kickstarter, there's so much credibility there. But in terms of the creators I've spoken to in my personal experience, like when I was uh, looking to bring Jamstack to Kickstarter, we elevated it to CEO level because Indiegogo was after us to launch on their platform. And we were able to get someone on the phone at Indiegogo. They gave us some tips for launch strategy for optimizing our page. They gave us a few perks to, to try to get us over there. But when we told Kickstarter that we had this really cool project that could raise a couple hundred thousand dollars, they're like, Yeah, you know, we can't give special attention to different campaigns, but we're going to make sure our staff knows about you. So that's just like the level of human interaction you get. And I think that if you are looking, If you're working with a consultant like one of us, the platform doesn't really matter. But if you are not working with a consultant and you have a great product, it would really help to have those connections at Indiegogo. But it's like it's a toss-up because I love both platforms. Kickstarter doesn't have as much analytics and they're very strict with what you can do on it. Indiegogo is more of a free-for-all. So they're both good. They both have pros. They both have cons. So I don't have one that I would tell you to absolutely go with or not.
0: Yeah, neither do we, you know, again, we try yeah. to remain platform agnostic if there is such a thing, you know, each platform obviously have, has its strengths. What would you say is the most important thing that a creator should do before launching their crowdfunding project?
1: You need an audience and not just buy an audience. Some people are like, great, I'll go spend $1,000 and buy an email list. Like, I don't mean that. I mean, people who are really excited to have your product in their hands. It's a very specific, very engaged audience. And by audience, email list, Facebook group, something where you can interact one-on-one with these people and not necessarily Twitter followers.
0: Indeed. So of all those different marketing tactics and strategies that you've applied over the years to doing crowdfunding campaigns, where have you seen the greatest return?
1: I've seen the greatest return in something I saw on Nathan Chan's campaign. Um, he's the, f- the founder of Founder Magazine. They just raised uh, around 200000 for a coffee table book for entrepreneurs. And I did help them with their campaign. But one thing that they did was this Facebook insider strategy. So picture a Facebook group, which everyone's harping about how amazing Facebook groups are, but it's just the way that they did it created a very engaged audience. They built a, an email list and used their current audience to get people really excited about it. But instead of just keeping the conversation over email, they invited people to apply to become an ambassador on um, their insiders group. So instead of just saying, hey, you've been selected to come to this Facebook group, which people may not engage with, he actually framed the conversation to be around, hey, we're looking for brand ambassadors to help us promote the campaign. And in exchange for that, you get exclusive perks that nobody else is going to get unless if you're in this Facebook group. So apply now, go through the application process, and should you be chosen, you can win all this free stuff in exchange to help us get funded and get promoted. And um, I saw the interaction level with that group and what they were able to raise from that. And so we applied that to Jamstack, another campaign that I'm on right now. Um, and Actually, we're both on that. And we raised from that, we had a group of about 500 insiders and we raised 50% of our goal in 4 hours specifically from that group. So that is like the one strategy if you really want to take your email list to the next level and your customer interaction with the founder. That has been the best strategy I've seen work so far.
0: Absolutely. No, it's an impressive, uh, you know, put the people to work, right? And feel like they're incentivized and have a voice. It always helps when you're building the crowd to at least, you know, listen to what they're saying.
1: Yeah, and they really love to be able to interact with the founder as well.
0: Yeah, that, always, that is always a nice perk as well. So you and I both, you know, we talk to a lot of crowdfunders, many of whom have limited budgets. What would you say is the best investment if they don't have much money to spend on their crowdfunding marketing needs?
1: I would say... <sighs> Okay, honestly, I would say spend the money on okay, were we talking like a budget of $1000 maybe? Sure. Okay, so we'll say 1000 bucks. Don't spend it all on your video. You want to spend it in a way that's going to help you understand your audience or build your audience. Personally, I would recommend you either spend that uh, like a quarter of that on minimal Facebook testing to make sure that you have the right audiences that you're targeting for your project or spending that money on Part of that money, not all of it, on a Survey Monkey or something, where you can um, ask random people in your demographic what their perception is on the product and like their experience in the industry. Because what you want to to understand is uh, really how someone is going to perceive your solution in their market. And so I I feel that you should spend some of that money really getting to know your customer more, because from that you can tap into your network on LinkedIn, your friends and family, and you can do that organically without having to have a big reach on it. So if you understand your audience, I think that's going to really help you selectively target where you need to go. And then you can do the rest on a budget.
0: Absolutely. So where where is it that you think most unsuccessful crowdfunders go wrong?
1: They launch and they're like, wow, Kickstarter has this huge audience. And Great. I'm just going to throw up my my great idea. I've never spoken to a single person about this. I just think I believe in it so much. And they put up their campaign without doing any research. And just assuming that Kickstarter, because they have thousands of people perusing the site every day, that they're just going to get funded doesn't work. You have to realize that Kickstarter has a popularity algorithm which says that because they make 5% of every dollar raised on the platform, they're going to give attention to the campaigns that are making them money. So what makes you think that just because you launch your campaign with no audience that they're just going to give you a bunch of their audience? You have to earn that. And that's where the one thing you need to do is you need to build your own audience and have a group of backers really keen to buy as soon as you go live. And then that is going to trick the um, algorithm in terms of showing Kickstarter like, hey, this is a cool and new product. And that's how you're going to get your rankings on Kickstarter and really start to see the momentum on your campaign. So it's, it's having that audience.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's impressive, truly, the amount of shoppers, if you will, that just go to Kickstarter looking for new product. And just being in that top 20 uh, really can move the needle for the campaign of just showing up and being a popular project.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's hard not to back because now that I'm in this space, I'm on it all day. Just like, wow, look at this cool new like ladle that sits vertically on top of your soup. Or, I mean, just things you don't see anywhere else. And it's, it's just an amazing experience being on Kickstarter.
0: Or like a cool origami measuring spoon.
1: Right? How can you not want to buy that? <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. So, you know, you've been in the industry for a few years now. How have you seen crowdfunding change over those few years?
1: I've seen it become, I haven't been in it since 2012, but I've seen it become very, very competitive. And where before, creators could just launch a campaign around their idea. Now you really need to have proof that you have a prototype and you need to be farther along in the development stages. Because not only are backers getting smarter, but crowdfunding ha- is is getting a really bad reputation for campaigns that just don't deliver or they deliver really late. And so that's increasing the, the, the barrier to entry is a lot higher with what can make a successful campaign. And I just feel that th- where anyone could raise money before, it's now people are getting really smart with the campaigns that they're backing. And so that's what I'm seeing is you do need to be farther along in the process to be successful.
0: Absolutely. So what's the most rewarding aspect of what you do?
1: I love helping creators take this amazing idea that they have and show them how they can make it a business. Like it's really, it's not just a product launch. It's not three months out of your life. Like this is a chance for you to change your life and get out of whatever rut you're in or just bring this great idea to market. And I love being a part of that and to see how excited backers are about the new product. Like, I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. So what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone planning to launch their own crowdfunding campaign in 2017?
1: Know that you need to put money into a campaign. You should not launch if you don't have at least, and I say minimum 5K in the bank to spend on this. Because if you have something great, you don't want to be limited with no advertising budget to really push it to that next level. So it's have realistic expectations and know exactly what crowdfunding is. I'd recommend reaching out to a past project creator who's been successful just to really see what the process is like. It's not easy. Do your research and build an audience and just make sure you have something that people really want. I don't want to see you remortgage your house on a hunch, you know?
0: (laughs) Neither do I. Neither, neither does the bank or your significant other. Awesome. So this gets us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a few questions at you. You good to go, Kirsten? I am. Firing away. All right. So what inspired you to be a crowdfunding entrepreneur?
1: A failure and then a major success and to see what, how you can create a business from this.
0: If you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Uh, Tim Ferriss again. Well, we, haven't you already met Tim?
1: I got five minutes with the guy, but I'd like more time.
0: All right. So it's say like, you have a half hour with Tim. What would be your first question for him?
1: My first question would be, what is one thing you wish you did differently? And I guess one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self.
0: Solid questions. What book's on your nightstand or what book would you recommend to our listeners?
1: I would recommend The 4-Hour Week. I'd recommend E-Myth, and I would recommend, I just read The Big Leap, which is all about mindset, so that one's pretty great,
0: too. So you're not going to mention Tim's newest book, The Tools of Titans?
1: I haven't read it yet. It's at it's my huge. dad's, Have you seen it? I'm it's ready huge. to go get it. No, but it's like a brick. Yeah. I saw it on Amazon, It is but massive. I'm going to get that next week.
0: Awesome. What's your favorite crowdfunding project, not including ones that you've worked on?
1: Oh, man, I wish I could say Squatty Potty, but that's not crowdfunding. I would say Purple Pillow.
0: That was a fun one. We had a fun interview with them uh, a few weeks back. Where do you see yourself in five years?
1: I see myself as a Marie Folio advising really awesome startups.
0: What does the future of crowdfunding look like?
1: I think we are going to go through a transition where... Um, uh, I think there might be a time where backers are not keen to back a lot of projects, but then it will filter out a lot of the bad stuff that's on crowdfunding. And then the quality will eventually level out and increase with what you're going to see online.
0: Awesome. Last question in the launch round. What is the big thing you want to accomplish?
1: Big thing I want to accomplish is I want to help creators raise $25 million online.
0: Boom. Boom. Kirsten Ross, you have been amazing. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell us what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go check you out online.
1: Yeah, well, guys, if you are planning a crowdfunding campaign, I have created a a physical product launch checklist at crowdfundinguncut.com. You can pick that up. It's a full launch plan that outlines what you should be doing six months before launch. And it's the uh, plan that I've put together after having many successful crowdfunding campaigns. So crowdfundinguncut.com. And just another crowdfunding podcast you could check out there as well.
0: Kirsten Ross, you've been awesome, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all of the show notes, a full transcript, and links to everything we talked about today, plus coupon codes for the Gadget Flow and a link to BackerKit. Kirsten, thank you so much for joining us on Art of the Kickstart.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.